There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. This is our Friday edition of the podcast, our end of the week. Sometimes we go a little bit longer on Friday, try to be a help and a blessing. I would like to, again, thank all of the men that preached on the podcast. Had so many people, even today, reaching out again and just thanking us for having guest preachers. And I guess they're tired of hearing me or combination of the two. But I also believe there were some men on here that said some things were greatly profitable to us if we were willing to hear. And we certainly thank the Lord for that. I want to thank the Lord for the word of God. I want to thank the Lord for the preaching of the Word of God. Lord willing, on Monday, we're going to begin a new series on the podcast, yet to be announced. And I'm not trying to hype it up. You know, what will happen is I'll hype it up and people will tune in. The first one will have like 60 downloads the first 12 hours. And then the second one will be 21 downloads. You know, that's just the way it works. People, they go, oh, it's that. Okay, I was hoping it'd be something different. And I've had requests. People say, oh, sure, we'd like for you to teach the book of Isaiah and teach the book of Jeremiah. And what did somebody said Ezekiel. Somebody said First John. You know, and you don't just got to weigh these things before God. Lord, what do you want on the podcast? And it's going to be slightly different. We're not going to be in Messianic Psalms. We're not going to be in Messianic Prophecy of Job, but we're certainly going to do what the Lord, I believe, would have for the podcast. So I do hope you do tune in Monday. But listen, if you tune in Monday, tune in Tuesday. One of the things I I find kind of strange, you'll see a part one, but David Carver preached that great message, amen, the other day on the podcast, several weeks ago now, and we thank God for that great message he preached. And part one, I mean, as of now, I think has 80 some downloads. And then there's other listeners that listen direct. So I don't know, several, probably 100 people with families and and different things have probably listened. And then part two had like 30 less downloads, which means there's probably 60, 70 less people listen. And well, why would you listen to part one, not listen to part two? We had a message one time on it that had like 20 more downloads of part two than it did part one. And I'm like, if you're going to listen to it, listen to the whole thing. Don't get a smidge here, a smidge there. Amen. Listen to what God has for us. But we're talking about that profitability. Are you profitable? Are you what God wants you to be? Are you doing what God wants you to do? And so we know that the long time, the Lord of the servants cometh, in verse 19, Matthew 25, and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. Confidence, boldness. You've given me five. I brought you five more. A well-rewarded servant. He knew he had been profitable. He had profited his master. He didn't come arrogantly. He just said, behold, I want you to see this. Look what I was able to do with those five talents you gave me. You gave me according to my several ability. I used my several ability. Now I'm giving back to you five talents more. The word of God goes on and says, his Lord said unto him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. 
Just those talents is what he was supposed to be faithful over. That's why God gives you that measure of faith to accomplish what you need to do for him. He didn't give me the same measure of faith as you. Every one of these preachers that preach on this podcast, I have a different measure of faith. People say, how do you get in the car and drive weeks at a time, bounce around with your family? I don't know. I have no idea. And I'm being funny. I have no idea how we do it. We just do it. Because God's called us. God's pre-equipped us. God's prepared us. God's given us rest when we've needed rest. He's given strength when we've needed strength. I've lost my voice when I need to lose my voice. I was sick in a meeting. It's been almost a year and a half ago now. And I was so sick in a meeting, I could only preach one service. That's pretty sick. And then the whole church got COVID. They had Wednesday night service. Half of them were missing. And we just didn't have any more. And that was a special meeting, Sunday through Friday. I ended up preaching one time. A visiting pastor preached one time. Had an ice storm in the midst of all of that. And so it's just one of those unusual things. But God gave a measure of faith to preach. And I've, by the way, I've had to analyze that, wrestle that with God. I was sick as a dog. I mean, I couldn't have been more sick. I physically could not have gone to church with the ailment that I had. And yet I look at that and I look at the cancellation of the meeting. The pastor, I know he shook his head. I shook my head. But six months later, we saw some folks in that church converted to Jesus Christ. And you have to go, Lord, you know these things. We were there to be used. We were there for what you wanted us to do. But it was not your will or your purpose at that time to have a full meeting. And I can't understand those things. Those things are so far beyond my thinking. I mean, everybody wants to hear me preach. <laughs> That's most people's mindset. Everybody wants to come hear me preach. I have a message. I need to say something. And That's just so many. It's such a novice idea that you need to be the one to speak. Listen, I've had a message on my heart. God smote me with a verse sitting there in a pop-up type meeting where they call preachers from the floor. And I had a verse on my heart and I've watched a man get up and preach the exact same verse that God had laid on my heart. And I watched a man preach. That's been numerous times in my life. And I sat there and think, oh my goodness, I'm glad he preached that. What a great message. Thank God for that. God gives that measure of faith. And God gives those talents according to what he's going to do with you. And what are you doing with them? So again, he rewards him. He's been a faithful servant. He makes him ruler over many things. He says, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He's speaking about the kingdom of heaven. He also to receive two talents came and said, Lord, he doesn't say behold, but listen, his justification. He says, thou deliverest unto me two talents. And how would you like to have to go behind the guy that brought five talents more? You could say, well, Lord, you only gave me two talents, but this guy just gave his master five talents. And you, all you have is two talents more. And you're behind the guy that had all these talents and all these gifts. But notice what he said of them when he brought his two talents. I have gained two talents, other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, well done. Notice this, good and faithful servant. You didn't need to bring five. You just did what I gave you, and you used what I gave you. And you brought to me exactly what I needed. You took what I had and doubled it. You took what I gave you and doubled it. You multiplied it. You good and faithful servant. It's not the amount. It's not the reward. It's not what we come up with in our own ways and our own ideals and monetary gain and all of those things. No, it's obedience. It's taking what God has given us. It's taking it and making it profitable, not for us, but for others. Recently, Somebody made a statement about getting a vehicle. And they said, what kind of vehicle? They're about getting, you know, this and that and this and that. And I told them point blank. I said, why don't you get a van so you can take people to church? They looked at me cross-eyed. And I wasn't joking about that. Why in the world wouldn't you use your vehicle to take people to church? 
it's a waste. It's a waste of space. It's a waste of time. If you take your vehicle and don't even consider taking somebody to the church, what's the purpose of having a vehicle? Why don't you just walk? I mean, you know, and I, and, and again, that's just one example, one of many things. God can prick your heart about anything like that. You take a, a meal, you make your own meal. Why wouldn't you make extra for somebody that has need? Someone cooks a large, expansive meal, and they invite only their well-mannered guests and their best friends and their family. They never consider the needs of others. Why not? Because we're not doing with what God has given us what God requires of us. We like those lofty seats. We like that position. We like to feed people that can feed us in return. We like to give to those who will give to us in return. We don't like to give to the down and out of the person that's going to squander it, the person that's going to waste it. And immediately somebody goes, you're supposed to be good stewards over your money. And I, I'll just say it here. If you're going to be a good steward over your money, make sure, first of all, you're a good steward over the mysteries of God. Once you have that stewardship down, then worry about the stewardship of your money. The problem is you got things backwards. People worry about the stewardship of their money before they worry about the stewardships of the mysteries of God. There's an explanation for each of those mysteries. Why haven't you studied them? Why are you not a, and by the way, the word of God tells you this. He tells you the apostle Paul was this man. That's why God gave it to him. That's why God made him steward over those mysteries of God. When you have that stewardship, what are those stewardships? The mystery of godliness, the mystery of the imminent return of Jesus Christ, the mystery of the church, and I could go on and on. But those mysteries, God wants you to be a steward over those things. We have a generation that watches Dave Ramsey or listens to Dave Ramsey, and they think they're stewards over their money, and they have no concept of giving. They have no concept of what it means to just believe God and trust God because they're not stewards over the mysteries of God. Financially, yes, they have great stewardship. And by the way, I do not financially have great stewardship because I've learned that what man would tell me is stewardship is not what God would tell me is stewardship. If God requires it, I need to do it. If God asks it of me, I need to do it. It's part of that talent that God has given. Well, there's going to be a great reward. There's going to be a mighty reward one day. I know there's times I've gotten pretty sizable offering. And you know, there's people that are criticized. There are people that should be jealous of something like that. But I know one of the largest offerings we ever received, what nobody knew, and I didn't say a word to anybody, is we needed $820 worth of tires for our van, and we needed the new heat pump, complete heat pump, blower, insulation, ductwork, electrical, everything complete, we needed the new heat pump for our home. And I didn't say a word. I didn't grumble or complain. We kept this thing going all year, kept this thing running all that year, all that summer into the winter. It was out there groaning and creaking and popping and hissing and defrosting. And the guy had to take the circuit board out and, and shortcut it because it was causing everything to go haywire. And we didn't have a defrost mode. So there'd be four inches of ice built out. They would take a tea kettle and pour hot water down there, melt the ice off it about every morning. And finally, the finances came in. People say, well, you weren't good steward with what God gave you. No, God provided God took those talents because I used them, invested them. And said, now, listen, that's a feel-good story. I remember there's times I haven't done that. But why don't you worry about the stewardship God's called you unto? Why don't you just go ahead and let go of the idea that you have control of your finances? Just believe God for it. There's so many people just wrapped up in money, wrapped up in finance, wrapped up in savings, wrapped up in 401k. Who is going to take your 401k when you leave this world? And people say, your children, what if Jesus crumbs today? I hope your children don't get your 401k. But chances are, that's your mindset, they very well may. Because they may not be prepared to meet the Lord. 
That's what God's requiring of you. That's what God wants of you. College funds, gift funds, children's retirement, pensions, savings account, 401k, stocks, bonds, options, silver, gold, certificates, bond certificates. Everything's laid up in store, but we've done nothing to prepare for the imminent return of Jesus Christ. And that's what God is requiring of us. When that steward of the house comes, and that man of the house comes, and he finds those servants have taken those things and used them for his glory, he says, well done. Verse 24, he which received the one talent came and said, Lord, I know thee, that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. God has not given a spirit of fear, by the way, love, power, and a sound mind is what he gives you. He said, lo, there hast thou that is thine. All right, I give it back to you. I buried it in the earth. And by the way, there's a picture there of the earth. Amen. Everything buried in this earth, my friend, is going to come up. I understand that. Whether it's to good or whether it's to damnation, everything's coming out of this earth. This earth is going to give up her own. And that talent came out of that earth, but it was absolutely no profit. Why? Because that man did not use what God had given him. He did not use it for his, for his master's sake. He hid it. He was a fearful man. He lived his life like normal. I had this talent. Probably went and checked it every day. Probably guarded it, made sure it was hidden in a secret place where nobody knew where it was, watched over that thing, watched over that little pet thing he had. And, oh, boy, when my master returns, he's going to be so pleased with me. I guarded what I had. I guarded my Maserati text, and I guarded my Texas Receptus, and I guarded them so diligently, and I fought for them, and I guarded my standards, and I guarded my separation, and I guarded my conservative music, and I guarded these things, and nobody corrupted me. I guarded my wife's hair covering. I guarded my long pants. Uh, I guarded our homemade uh, homemade clothes. I gu- guarded all those things. I guarded our, our organic produce. I guarded it with everything, Lord. Here's my talent. And this is what the Lord says to him. Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not, and gather I have not strawed. Thou oughtest, therefore, to have put my money to the exchangers. And then in my coming, I should have received mine own with usury. I could have at least got a little bit of interest on this. The money exchanges would have taken that and given me something back. But what did you do? You buried in the earth. You feared, so you buried it. What a terrible thing. He said, you're a slothful servant. You didn't move. You didn't do what I required of you. Can I say to you preachers, especially you young novice preachers out, that's not an insult, by the way. Just admit you're a novice. If you flounder and folly and flop in the pulpit, I still do. I've been saved for 27 years almost, and I still flounder and flop and folly in the pulpit. I mean, just like a novice, it happens to, it happens to the most novice of us. Just admit you're a novice. But you know what you need to do? You need to learn how to trust this great God that when he gives you a talent, you use it for his glory. That money's not for you. Get a love offering, that money's not for you. It's for God. It's for his honor, for his glory. You say, oh man, I got this love offering, man. I'm gonna, you know, just wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get me this. I'm gonna buy me this. And I'm gonna go out and purchase this. Oh, my friend, maybe that's not why God gave it to you. There's folks in the church that the church times time will take up offering for folks in the church. They have a need or they'll let folks know there's a need and that money comes in. And I know of a situation where the church took up a, a big offering for him, and there he'd been laid off from his work, and the church took up. And the next, the next service, he rolled in in a new pickup truck, 
And I remember the pastor's mouth just fell open. He's looking at me and he said, brother, we just took up an offering for that man because he got laid off from work. And I said, well, he used it, preacher. I mean, you didn't tell him how to use the offering. He used it all right. No problem there. Be ashamed for a church to give somebody an offering and go buy a U.S. savings bond, U.S. treasury bond to lay up some store for themselves in that. But that's so many people, slothful. They've not done what's right. He said it's wicked and slothful. And he said in verse 28, take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath 10 talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given and he shall have abundance. For from him that he hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye, and here's the word, the unprofitable servant. Are you profitable? He said, cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, I could take the high road on this. I could take the low road on this, but I'm just going to use this illustration. Remember the lady many, many years ago, I just surrendered to go into evangelism. And a lady stood up and she testified, tears run down her face. Her son had taken a, uh, you know, had taken a, a position, you know, just a regular job. He graduated Bible college. He had his, uh, his DD and THD and all that. And, and, he, and he just had to take a regular job. He couldn't find a position. And finally he got a phone call and they were going to give her son a position. And that position was going to be as an assistant pastor. And it had a salary, and it had a pension, and it had a health plan, and it had a 401k, and it had a gas card, and it had a book allowance. And she just went on and on. And she just wishes, I'm so glad that he's in the ministry, and God's provided for them, and God's taken care of them. And I remember sitting there, I had just quit my job about five months before that. I'd been in evangelism probably about two months at that point. Full-time in evangelism with no hope, no future, no horizons, no money. Now, here's where I can take the low road. I might have got puffed up with pride and been like, ha, I didn't do all that. I just live by faith. And by the way, there's times that's temptation. You just puff up and go, I'm just living by faith. I could have taken the high road and said, God, bless him. Thank God he has provision. Thank God they're taking care of his needs. Thank. But the key is this. What made him make the decision? It's not about the money. How, why did he make the decision? Was it because of the money? Was it because of the 401k? Because of the package? Was it because of the financial prosperity? Tired of living in poverty? Tired of barely making ends meet? Or is that where God wanted him? And by the way, if that's where God wanted him and the church gave him that regardless of him, then to God be the glory. But if that man sold out and he went there because of that financial gain, God forbid, that's an unprofitable servant. And if I go anywhere to preach, knowing that that church is going to be generous to me, and that's why I go, there's no profit in that. That's as wicked as any hireling that's ever been hired in this world. I love it, my dear friend, Brother Rick Rose. When I first went to evangelism 16 and a half years ago, full-time on the road, he made this statement. He said, some of you are preaching to preach again. He said, you check the wind, see which way it's blowing, then you preach your message. And I vowed to the Lord then and there, I'm not going to preach to preach again. I'm going to preach what God gives me. I hope I've been faithful in that. I hope I've been true to that. That is one of several talent the Lord has given to me. Just go in and tell folks what they need to hear. Yet, how many of us do that with our neighbors? How many of us do that with our family? How do us do that with the people we say we love? I say there's very few that do. It could be we're wicked and slothful servants. And that servant's cast into outer darkness, this weeping, 
There's gnashing of teeth. Why? He wasn't a servant of God. He didn't do what he was supposed to. That's the kingdom of heaven. That's the parable. He didn't do the will of God. Why? He never considered God. And all he considered was his own plight, his fear, his consternation, what would happen to him. He never considered what his master wanted. I hope this three-part message has been a help. I hope it's been a blessing. Have a great weekend. Pray for us as we begin the new series on Monday. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Saints all with gladness are seen.